what it comes down to, cannabis is a plant. This is a plant that was widely used. It was everywhere until prohibition in 1937. It has been vilified by big pharma because you can grow it yourself. You can grow your own medicine. And, and you know, that's a pretty amazing thing. We all want a happy life. We just don't always know how. The Conscious Shift brings you real stories of people who discovered what it means to live a fulfilling life. They often had to go about it the unusual way, breaking patterns, shifting paradigms, going against the norm. I'm Monica. I used to follow a straight line too, but I tripped and only then started to pay attention. I'm fascinated by transformation stories, how we can reach our potential and all the different tools we can use to get there. I hope these stories will inspire you on your own journeys. Hey friends, welcome to the Conscious Shift podcast. In this episode, I speak to Robin Griggs Lawrence, an author of a one-of-a-kind cookbook called Cannabis Kitchen. This conversation was actually recorded live on Instagram, so you will hear us answering some audience questions. About Robin, she was an editor-in-chief of Natural Home magazine for 11 years. She also suffered from dysmenorrhea, which is severe menstrual cramps, and she had a very bad PMS too that just made her a bit of a nightmare to her family. She tried everything until one day her doctor suggested she had a go at cannabis. Just imagine a working mom going to a dispensary to get some weed. That's where Robin's adventure with this magical plan started. In this conversation, you will hear about the different strains of cannabis, what to watch out for when buying it, including the best questions to ask your bud tender, what are the do's and don'ts when cooking with it, the dosage, the flavors, the difference between smoking it versus eating it, and what to do when you've had too much and you feel like you're going to die. There's lots of tips in here. Hope you find it useful. Enjoy. Hi, Robin. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Very good. good. I was just introducing you uh, briefly. So I was explaining that you've written a couple of books on, on the topic of cannabis. And what will be good to start with, Robin, is if you can explain how, how you got onto this subject, you know, of cooking with cannabis. How did your journey with cannabis start? So it's been a while now. Back in, it was 2009, actually, when um, I was, and I was working, I was a magazine editor at the time. I was running a magazine called Natural Home, which was all about green building and, you know, living naturally and everything. So this isn't a, a terrible stretch, but basically I, uh, I really suffered from dysmenorrhea and really very, very severe PMS. And really, I'd worked, I'd been working with gynecologists for a really long time trying to deal with this issue because it was, you know, I was really a healthy person otherwise. It was something that once a month turned into a completely different person, just almost, you know, 
personality change. And still, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very much a natural medicine advocate, uh, not someone who does a lot of pharmaceuticals. Um, I actually desperately enough tried Zoloft to fix this because I was that desperate. That made it worse. Finally, my gynecologist, I live in Boulder, Colorado, where in 2009, you know, we had had medical for quite a long time, but it really hadn't been very prominent until the Cole memo came out in 2009 saying, you know, we're going to leave states alone and let them have their medical. And my gynecologist said, why don't you just try this? You know, this is, this is, I'm seeing things that it's helping other people. And, um, you know, and I was like, I was like, okay, you know, why not? I believe in natural medicine. I hadn't, I just hadn't really had any exposure to cannabis. I've been a mom and a, you know, like a magazine editor. I'd just been really busy. So I hadn't yeah. had a lot of time to, you know, really just explore it. And so I was like, okay, great. I'll try it. There was so much stigma to it at the time that I went to the next town over. I went over to Louisville and, and bought some, I bought a quarter um, ounce because, you know, and, and that was really when I discovered the first time I stepped foot in a dispensary and it wasn't like getting a bag in some back alley or something. And, you know, the, the, the bug tender, that was back in the day when you could still pull down jars full of it. And he could hand me the jar and I could smell it and I could see it. And it had all these names like Chocolope and Blueberry. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is food. You know, I don't have to, because I was really worried about how am I going to do this? You know, well, they didn't, we didn't have vaping back then, really. And so I was like, how am I, you know, I, I wasn't going to smoke around my kids. And, you know, so I was just really, and I didn't really want to smoke. You know, I do yoga every day. I'm kind of, so I was like, wow, what, what, you know, how am I, and all of a sudden I realized, this is food. This is so cool. I can, I can cook with this. And so that's really, that was the beginning of my journey. And I just started, I got online and then, you know, in 2009, there just wasn't solid information. There's a lot of uh, just kind of growers um, online on forums kind of arguing about the best way to do this. And it was absolutely, you know, enlightening in a lot of ways because you realized, oh, no one actually knows the exact right way to cook with cannabis food. You know, there's, there's so many different opinions at that point. And there still are. But, you know, I think we, we've come down to some science. But so basically that was the point where I thought, I want to do this. I don't want to eat only gummies and chocolate. I want to, you know, find a way to make really good, savory, healthy food that I would be eating anyway. And so that's when um, I started contacting chefs. And just saying, you know, can you guys help me? I want to learn how to cook with, with cannabis. And I think the most amazing thing to me is that I contacted 12, I talked to 13 and 12 out of the 13 chefs that I contacted were like, absolutely. Oh my God, we will so help you because every one of them had healed themselves or, you know, uh, you know, healed, uh, someone they love and and they really wanted everybody to have these tools and i think that's the thing like so you know cannabis worked when nothing else would and so i see it first as very good medicine for me i also mm -hmm. you know came to enjoy it i i, I hate the word recreationally <laughs> you know mm -hmm. as a relaxation tool as something i don't drink alcohol so it's a yeah. wonderful um outlet for me in a lot mm -hmm. of ways too you know over the gosh, how many years since 2009? It's a lot of years. My use of it has definitely, you know, morphed and shifted. And it's not just medicine for me anymore. It's many, many more things. So first of all, what did it do? How did it help you? For one thing, it made the dysmenorrhea, which is severe period cramps, um, it, it made those go away. So that was huge because, you know, I, I, I was never a fan of the painkillers that they give you for this. And I know this is, it can be a little bit of a, you know, kind of weird subject to talk about, but it's, I think that I would love for, if anybody could take anything away, it's mm. to try this because I think we don't want to talk about the fact that women have mental issues that come with uh, menstruation, right? We don't want to talk about that, but 
it affects so many of us and affects the people that we love and the people around us. And I think for me, that was the thing I had, I just had to gear myself up every month, you know, that I was going to have this, this crazy time come. And, and that's not, it's not necessary. That's what I learned. No, and actually, how did yeah. that crazy time look like? You know, what does it mean? Like, how did your personality change? Angry. Like, you know, it was just like, who is this woman? It was weird. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the people around me knew, you know, they'd be like, uh-oh, you know, so it was, yeah, it was, no, it was definitely personality shift. And I know, you know, this is a, it's a brain thing. It's a, it's a, you know, it's something that, that for some reason, cannabis can kind of round those corners and it can take the mad out when, you know, really nothing else can. And to me, that is, uh, I, that's the miracle of it. You know, it's, it's an amazing painkiller. We all, you know, we, we've all found that, but um, for me, that, that is the magic of it and how so initially when you got it how were you taking it i initially started you know i bought the the quarter and um and i smoked it you know that was fine but very impractical for you know a working mom so you know it's something that and that's why i really was like i really need to learn how to to cook with this because there was food available at the time but pretty much and, and even so now still very much sugar exacerbates my problem i would take my medicine with sugar that doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it's the same with gluten-free, vegan, you know, there's just so much sugar in there. And right. if you really look at the ingredients, you know, what are you actually choosing? You know, it, it's almost like you have to agree which evil you're going to be, you know, putting in, in, in your body. Could you, Robin, because a lot of people have heard, obviously, we, we all know cannabis, but I think there's just a lot of misunderstanding of what it is, you know, and which, uh, which parts are psychoactive, you know, how, what are the different strains? Could you give us a quick sort of rundown in terms of, you know, what are the different types of cannabis? And, and what are we actually talking about? What why is it so, you know, therapeutic? Why is it so therapeutic? I think we don't know that yet. I mean, I think that we're really only discovering how the plant works and all of the different parts of it in the last, really only in the last decade, have we been able to really start doing studies on THC. So the, the plant has cannabinoids. It has more than a hundred cannabinoids. You know, we haven't even discovered all of them yet. The one with, that everybody knows and has heard of is THC. That's the one that is psychoactive. That's the one that gets you high. Mm -hmm. Now, like in 2009, nobody had heard of is CBD, right? And CBD is the non-psychoactive counterpart to THC. You know, one of the biggest problems kind of in you know, having an um, illegal market for such a long time was that a lot of the cannabis that was bred was bred completely for getting high and getting high only, right? So really the THC kept getting higher, 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 higher. Now we can get high. I got some the other day that was 30% THC. I was just like, wow. Back in the day, back in the you know 80s or whatever, when I was buying it in college, it was like 3% THC. That's a huge difference. Wow. Yeah, huge difference. And that's one of the things people need to be really aware of. If the last time you used it, you were you know in college in the 80s or 90s or you know whatever. It's a it's a different plant now. It's a very different plant. But one of the problems here is that CBD and THC work really well together, right? Uh -huh. So THC, CBD is actually kind of a mitigator for some of the worse racy paranoia effects of THC. So by kind of taking the CBD out of all the commercial strains that we can get now, we've created a very different animal. It's a very different plant from, you know, kind of the, the more 
holistic, you know, that the plant as it was before we started mm. getting it and making it, you know, I think that's one of the, the things that's been a little bit disturbing to me. And for so long, we've, we've just kind of treated this as a deliverer of THC, right? When there's so much more to this plant, right? And so- And also Robin, uh, the, yeah. the THC, uh, the amount of THC, I guess it also varies depending on the strain, right? Correct. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, there's the growing conditions, uh, all sorts of things, how it was cured, um, mm -hmm. you know, how it was handled from getting from here to here. You know, there are all sorts of things that will, you know, that will be there. Basically, if you go into any dispensary these days, they're going to tell you that sativa is a, you know, happy, heady, racy, that's the going to work strain right? Or, or type of, there are two types, right? So they're both the same species and there are many different strains with the two types. Indica is the one, you know, Indicouch is how everyone remembers it. And it's the one that it will be more sleepy, soporific, the one that you want, you know, to watch a good movie that you're going to fall asleep, that type of thing, right? Scientifically, this is all really a lot of marketing, honestly. There's not a lot of, if you dig deep in the science, there's not a lot of truth to this. It has to do with where they originated and how they grow, right? So indicas were in more kind of not as not as warm climates, colder climates, right? So they're 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 heavier. As sativas grew more like in the um, hotter climates, so they, they're a little bit more lanky, they're more reaching for light. So so it's really more about how they grow and it's not really about their chemical composition. But it became, you know, and it's I think now at this point, um, you know, yeah, so Indica Sativa has become something that it wasn't originally scientifically, which is fine. It's just become more of a, this is, you know, how we say this is going to keep you up or this is going to put you to sleep. Right. And so, because there's also a third strain, right? There's, there's... Uh... Yes. Yeah. Which you're not going to see really available um, very much. It's used, it's an autoflower, so it's used a lot in breeding because, you know, it mm -hmm. can it can really help um, breeders when they're dealing with, you know, light and things like that. But yeah, it's not what you're going to see a ton right now. It, you may soon. I just actually was the judge in a, a, um, a Ruderalis cup. So, and there were some beautiful, beautiful strains in that. So, um, so it's coming, okay. but um, it's something that, yeah. Right. So actually thinking about, you know, what cannabis is good for. So the, the, the kind of the couple of things that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm familiar with is obviously it's like a, it's like a painkiller based on what you were describing. You also mentioned mm -hmm. that you can get more energy and just kind of, you know, just, just feeling a little bit more alive. Is there any, are there any other therapeutic uses that are being discovered? I mean, people are using it for sleep without a doubt. Um, mm -hmm. That, you know, was probably one of the first and foremost when medical came about, you know, and again, now this is what they're finding is, you know, the sleep cannabinoid is CBN, mm -hmm. right? So there's, um, now, so now we've got THC, CBD, and CBN. I just mm -hmm. got some Chiba Chews that have CBN in them. So a lot mm -hmm. of the edibles are starting to put CBN um, into it. We just degraded THC. Okay, so um, if you've ever had some old cannabis flowers sitting around, maybe for a year or whatever, and you're like, oh, excellent, right? And, and it just like puts you to sleep. That's why your THC is degraded into C um, CBN. 
so you know this is a really exciting thing that's starting to happen is as we get to study the plant and we care about more than just getting high we're discovering all these new um you know different cannabinoids that do different things and then we can start pulling them out and you know highlighting them for people who need them so sleep has always been a big one you know uh i think you know painkillers have always been a big one you can see everything from it cures cancer it kills tumors but you know that's that's all just conjecture we don't the you know again the most wonderful thing about legalization another wonderful thing is that we can study it now we can have real science you know uh, it doesn't you know get in the way of rem sleep and um you know and again in 2008 one study of 35 people for two nights found that it did but that's not really great science now since then we've had a couple more studies and it's not as conclusive so you know we still don't know Right. Anecdotally, anybody who has, you know, cannabis and gone to sleep knows that, you know, you dream less. We just, we just do. But the science is going to catch up with what, what we know. Yeah, it's an interesting point about dreaming less, because I guess when you're dreaming, if you're dreaming less and you're somebody who suffers from PTSD, for instance, I would imagine that you're just mm. simply less exposed to your nightmares and, you know, to very difficult emotions and so on, right? So you can have a a more restful night's sleep and uh, you know spend more time yeah. in the deep deep sleep right which mm -hmm. is regenerative rather than i guess processing the the trauma i never thought about it that way but that's interesting yeah that mm. makes sense yeah so uh robin i guess what's what's very interesting is uh i guess to understand you know how how does one approach cooking with cannabis? So I've seen, I looked at your cookbook and there's basically, it can be used for any type of dish. It can be used for smoothies, milks and salads and so on. So how, I guess, what are the considerations, you know, that you need to have when cooking, you know, with cannabis? So there's some basic science, you know, I like first is that THC, the cannabinoids, THC, CBD, any of the good stuff that you're trying to pull out of there um, is, is, is not water soluble, it's soluble, it's oil soluble, right? So that what that means is that in order to extract it from the flour, you're going to need it, you're going to need a fat. So you need a butter, an oil, um, you can use any kind of, you know, oil, the fatter, the better. Butter is great because it's fat. Coconut oil is my favorite, uh, healthy oil. You can use milk, you can use cream, anything that's got some fat that's going to pull that. Then the right. second thing you need to do is to decarboxylate it is you need heat. Right. And that's why when you smoke it, you know, that will activate it. When you smoke it, the heat from the flame activates the THC and, this, and um, the cannabinoids. Okay. And the terpenes, right. you need heat. Basically you need a fat and you need heat. So what that means is that you take your cannabis, your flour, you grind it up, you put it in your fat, you, you know, make sure that you um, keep the whole thing, you know, stir it all up. And then uh, you give it time. And, you know, you want, you'd never want um, anything over about, you know, 240, 250 is going to degrade your THC. You don't really want to do that. So you're going to keep it right around to 200 and that's it. You know, so basically you can do it in a, mm -hmm. you can do it in a pan, you can do it in a crock pot. My favorite way to do it is put the, the fat and the, uh, the flour in a jar put it in a water bath in a crock mm -hmm. pot. So um, what that does, and then just keep it on low for like eight hours. And what that does is it makes sure that I'm not gonna burn that cannabis, right? Cause the, the water will moderate. And so you can, and, and you know, cause there's nothing, there's nothing worse than burning up like 
$200 worth of cannabis is awful. So um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, the great thing about cooking with it, you can use shake, you know, which so you can go and um, get, you know, a lot of times dispensaries are, um, you know, allowing, you know, we'll sell that for a lot cheaper. Or if you have your own shake, um, you can use if you vape, if you use like a, a volcano or anything, you can use um, some of your um, ABV or already been vaped because you don't actually pull all of it from it when you smoke, when you vape it. It's a really great way to be pretty efficient with your cannabis as well, which I think is wonderful. And then, you know, once you've got that oil, butter, cream, whatever, you use it as you would use anything else. And there are so many, uh, right now there are, either, the other part is dosing, which is super, super, super important, right? So- Yeah, um, that was my next question. How do you know how much? And, and, yeah, and, well, and, and also with what effects, right? Um, right. I mean, in the effects, you know, and that's what we want to talk about because it's a different effect than smoking it. It's very right. different. And, you know, I have, I've had so many friends come over and they're like, yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been waking and baking from all my life. I can, you know, I can do this. And, and I'm like, mm -mm, you want to be careful, you know, because it's not the same. So basically when you're eating it, you know, when you smoke it, it goes through your lungs and in 15 minutes, it's in your bloodstream. It's in, you know, it's gone to you and you, you get your high. When you're eating it, it goes down and it goes into your, you know, digestive system and it gets digested and it goes through your liver and it turns into it turns the thc then into a completely different chemical as opposed to delta t delta 9 thc this is a whole different animal it's it lasts longer it's stronger it's a little bit more like i know friends who have said they have full-on psychedelic trips on this right i mean it's it's very very strong like you want to be really really careful and that's why we have been saying for 10 years now in, in uh, Colorado, start low and go slow, right? So no more than 10 milligrams is what you want to start with ever, ever. And most people I tell five because you can always have more and you cannot have less and there's nothing worse than eating too so much. So Robin, when you, say, when you say five or 10 milligrams, that's, yeah. that's for what? That's for- That is for THC. Okay, so how you can figure this out is when you buy your cannabis, generally, it will tell you um, what the percentage of THC is. It's pretty right. standard in dispensaries, right? Yeah. Then basically, you, you can figure it out. There are calculators now online. You can just, Jeff the 420 Chef has a great one. So go to jeffthe420chef.com, go to his calculator. It will tell you based on the amount of oil you use, the amount of cannabis flour you use, and you know it'll tell you what your percentage of THC is then in that big thing of oil. And then from there, you know, you can do the same thing. The, the calculator will keep going on. So it will tell you, you know, this is how many servings are in this recipe. And right. you can based on each serving in that recipe, which is pretty amazing. Before when I was doing the cookbook, we had to do all this by, you know, by hand basically. So yeah, it's really amazing what, what we, the tools we have at our disposal now. Um, and you know, but that's it. That's really all you need to know. And then you have on hand, I mean, go, you just get to play, you know, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So what you said is we need fat and we need heat in order to get, you know, um, that cannabis sort of ready for, for eating. And you mentioned time. So you mentioned like eight hours. Is this always the case or, you know, I mean, so, I mean, I, for, you know, I figured the longer it goes, as long as it's had a nice low temperature, you know, that you're going to, you're going to, the more chance you are pulling all of the goodies out of that flower, right? So I, when I have the luxury, that's what I do. I let it go for eight hours, but you know, I can, um, I've done it in one, right? 
you can also buy machines. There's um, a Levo oil machine and a, a magical butter machine. Those will do it for you. And those, depending on whether you're using butter or oil or whatever, go in one to two hours. Last summer I had a catering business and you know we had to we had to make the oils right there on the spot. And so we would always use our magical mm -hmm. butter or Levo machine um, so that we could get that made in two hours so that we would have it ready for a meal. So yeah, so it's just, you know, and then again, there's no, I have like five different recipes for oil, five different recipes for butter, a couple different recipes for milk and cream in the cookbook because I want everybody to, to see there's no one right way, you know, start playing, figure out what for you. Um, yeah. You know, so that's, and that's, this is not, and that's the art. Just like with any other plant, right? It, any yeah. other plant or vegetable, right. you know, there is no one way to, to use right. it. Is there a specific taste um, and also a smell, you know, how, what would you, how would you describe it? <laughs> There's definitely a smell, you know, when you, especially, okay, you know, and one thing I did mention, um, and this is something I don't, I don't always do, depends on if, um, especially if I'm going to do like an eight hour infusion, I won't take this step because I think it happens already, but there's something that's called decarbing that you have to do that you do before. And basically what that means is that you're just heating it right, to, to, to change the THCA into psychoactive THC, okay? Mm -hmm. So basically to do that, all you do is put it on a baking sheet, put it in the oven about 200, anywhere from 180 to 220, and let it go for about 45 minutes. And that's going to decarb it. So that smells, you know, that definitely <laughs> smells up. It smells like, it smells like cannabis in your kitchen, for sure. You're not going to, you know, anybody who comes over is, is, is not going to be surprised. That smell is there. When I'm making it in the crock pot, it doesn't really smell that strong, but it does smell. Like you definitely don't want to, if, if you've got someone that you don't want to know that you're making this, you know, do it when people are away. The taste, it depends on how strong you make your oil, really. You know, if you, it depends on how much cannabis, this is just, you know, right? If you use a lot of cannabis, it's going to taste pretty weedy. It also depends on your technique, right? So, but um, for the most part, I would say, um, you know, you're going to have a bit of, cannabis flavor. Uh, mm -hmm. You can mask that using recipes like with chocolate is a great one. Like right. that's one the chocolate is so often used because mm -hmm. it really the taste. Warming spices like cinnamon like that will really uh, mask the taste. Uh, I like to keep the taste in a bit. I think it's really good for people to know they're eating cannabis food. You know, <laughs> you don't <laughs> yeah, you know, it's way too easy like wow, these are amazing and just, you know, start Right. So I just think it's nice to have people like, oh, hey, remember that you were eating this. And I think it's a bit it's a bit like with cocktails. Right. Like if they yeah, are just exactly. you know, they taste like lemonade, you're just going right. to have more. Yeah. White cloth. Most dangerous thing in the world. I <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's a very good point. Maybe not not necessarily eating, having, you know, kind of this oil on an empty stomach. Right. That's that's yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. You know, and but also understanding that if you it doesn't necessarily help to eat a bunch of fatty food if you've eaten too much, right? That's kind of what everybody's like, oh, I know I'll just eat more and that won't help because remember it's fat soluble. So if you're putting a bunch more, you know, food down there, you're actually going to activate it a little bit more, mm -hmm. right? So you just want to be, yeah, you just want to be really, really careful with, with all of it, but yeah, so just you know, um, one of the things. Yeah, if you eat too much, is is really just drink water and lay down. <laughs> this, is, this is the best thing to do. Right. But yeah. So, okay. So what 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 does it feel like when you've had too much of it? Honestly, you think you're gonna die. 
it feels like you're going to die. Your head is telling you, I'm dying. I'm dying. Like it's not even your, your body doesn't even feel that better or anything. It's all in your head. And that's the, but it's the hardest thing because it's, it feels so real, you know, and all it ever is telling you, you're not, you're going to be fine. You're not going to die. Nobody's ever died from this. Right. But it feels like you are, you're just like your head's is spinning and you're losing it. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's weird. It's a terrible feeling. And, you know, hopefully it never happens to the, you know, anybody I'm, I happen to me once and believe me, it will never happen to me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, not ever. Um, <laughs> so actually, someone, someone here, cannabis patient. What's your name, cannabis patient? Um, uh, they're saying uh, that they've heard that orange juice helps. Um, yes, it can. I mean, and that is because it's got orange juice or anything with um, limonene, which is a, a terpene, you know, so anything like, you know, yeah, anything with, with that type of uh, citrusy thing can help. You know, they, if you're getting paranoid, it is said that chewing up a couple of peppercorns can help. Yeah, you know, I think that honestly, for me, the best thing is just to lay down and breathe. You know, just four counts in, four counts out, and that's it. And that's all. And, you know, and it best thing but you know it can I mean it can be really ugly it can make you know it can make you throw up you know it's just not pretty and you miss the whole party and it's no fun you know yeah so, not the um, point I, of not the point of eating cannabis right <laughs> yes so and it, it, it really it doesn't I mean it's it's a I don't think it happens this way when you smoke it's it's a completely different animal just because right. of the Know, being being digested and processed so and ricky here is saying cranberry juice is a great neutralizer as well that makes sense again it's the the kind of acidy citrusy but right mm -hmm. right 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 that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just to, you know, to, to always remember no one's ever died from cannabis. You know, you can't, it's impossible. It's impossible. And so, you know, that's the, you know, then it goes away. <laughs> it's it's uh it's in your head and uh yeah. how long are do the effects last again every person is different and every experience is different so it just you know again it depends on so many different things so you know what did you have in your stomach when you started what is your kind of what is your kind of mental state of mind what's your set and setting mm -hmm. um you know have you been drinking wine with it um all of these things come into play so it can't um but you know i would definitely say plan on at least an hour at least an hour of, you know, pretty intense, depending on how much you have, um, you know, and then also, again, all of this is dependent on how you, how you consume, right? Um, if you have, you know, when we were doing our can of, you know, our, our catering, uh, we did three milligrams per course for a four course meal. So people got four, you know, 12 milligrams or, you know, over the whole course of the meal, it was very gradual. Whereas if you sat down, which is what happened, this is what happened to me. I ate like, a, I didn't understand that um, back in the day, chiba chews were 100 milligrams. I ate the whole thing. So yeah, so, so it also has to do with how you, you know, pace yourself and dose and all that kind of stuff. If you eat 100 milligrams, it's going to last for hours. Hours. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yes, I mean, 100 milligrams, you know, when you first said 10 yeah. to begin with, that sounds, that sounds like a heroic dose. Yes. And Eric is asking how, how long after eating will the effects actually kick in? So let's, let's say that you're starting with your five, maybe 10 mm -hmm. milligrams, you know, how, how long do you wait and, and what do the effects feel like? You know, and again, different for everybody, but um, minimum half hour. 
right? Uh, and it can take up to an hour and a half. And this is one of the biggest problems that we see is that people wait for, you know, 45 minutes an hour and they're like, that didn't work. And they take more, right? That's what Maureen Dowd did. Remember when she came, she came to Colorado in 2014 and, you know, wrote a whole column for the New York Times about, you know, this, this she bought the, the chocolate bar and she ate two squares of it. And they told her, they told her, they told her, you know, don't eat more than one square. Don't eat. She ate two squares and they waited a half hour and nothing happened. And so she ate the whole bar, hundred milligrams. Right. And she had a similar experience to me. Wrote about <laughs> it gave it, it gave the cannabis industry a really bad name for a little bit. And it wasn't even, you know, really their fault. So it really has to do with just being careful at dosing. So if you take, if you take five milligrams and it doesn't, hasn't kicked in in an hour, wait another half hour. And, you know, maybe just wait until tomorrow and try again. You know, yeah. there's just no reason to do that to yourself. So, you know, sometimes yeah. it doesn't always work on people the first time. That's the other thing, too. It might not work the first time. And, you know, mm -hmm. you try again. We don't know why that is, but um, it happens with smoking as well. That's and a very, very good point, Robin. And what about the limitations or, or any kind of or any maybe don'ts, you know, when, when cooking with cannabis? Is there something that doesn't really go well with it, something that you shouldn't be having with it? We have a, um, we have a whole section, you know, there is a cocktail section um, in the cookbook. And in what I was drinking, um, infused green chartreuse was one of the most amazing things ever. But, um, but I think it, I do like to, you know, warn people to be careful about drinking with it, because it really does just kind of muddy the effects and exacerbate them in not mm -hmm. the best way. Like, I, I don't feel I'm like, you know, you know, usually, you know, an aperitif or whatever, something, you know, a little bit is, is totally fine. But if you're going to, you know, be kind of downing wine and doing that at the same time, it, it just kind of makes the effects of both worse and not a good way. So that's usually my thing is, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be, especially if you're new to it, you know, you kind of want to just understand the whole pure experience and what it is. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I wish, you know, you asked me what, what would it, what does it feel like? And I'm trying to explain, you know, how do you explain, <laughs> how do you explain this? Um, you know, if it's working right, you just feel relaxed and happy. And I mean, when I was, when we were, when we were doing catering, it would, it would be, it would just be such a lovely thing to watch, you know, cause it would be like about a half hour after the, you know, cocktails and um, which were mocktails and, you know, uh, uh, just to watch all of a sudden everybody's just kind of laughing. You know, and everything's just a little funnier and everybody's just a little happier. And all of a sudden, you know, it just, it's just, you can just see, you can just watch the relaxation just kind of ripple around the table. And it's just, um, yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. It's just amazing. And actually, it's an interesting point about, you know, this, this whole point around, you know, just wait, right? And just don't jump into this high experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think our culture is a little bit impatient, right? Um, <laughs> This is where, you know, it, it's nice to take that time. And actually, Ricky is saying here, there is a great value to learning what levels give you a nice body high and, you know, or, you know, re the relaxing feeling. It's like, just mm -hmm. go with it and see how your body changes, how you're reacting differently. It's not a competition. You don't have to just get high or, you know, whatever, whatever goal you set to yourself. Right. Right. I mean, yes. And I, you know, and I think that's the whole thing too. It's, you know, we, we, we're starting to understand that. And I think, you know, shortly after cannabis started to come into the mainstream, microdosing started. And I don't, you know, I don't think that's a, a, a you know, 
I, I think that's a great thing. You know, people are realizing, you know, I just need a little bit and I don't even necessarily want to be high. I just yeah. want a bit of relaxation that you get from it or pain relief or whatever it is. So yeah, I, th I think we're, I think, I think as it becomes more legal and as it becomes more accepted and, you know, all of it, we're going to start to go back, I, I hope, to moderation. Mm -hmm. And it right. won't about this is just the deliverer of THC. We'll right. start to understand the plan for all that it has to offer, mm. which is a lot. Right. And what about the different sort of strains of cannabis? Are they are different strains good for different things in terms of the, the, the taste or you know what what you would use them in in what dishes? Yes. And you know, a lot of you know, there are definitely strains that are like, you know, more lemony, more, you know, citrusy, where, you know, you may want to pair with something to give a more bright flavor. Um, you know, using things like chocolate and, you know, stuff like that in, in chocolate dishes. You know, it depends too on how you're using it. Um, it's also just fun to do, right? There are certain strains I can get Blue Dream from one dispensary and it can be pretty different from the Blue Dream I get from another one. Strains are as much a suggestion as they are anything else. It's, um, right. you know, I mean, just understanding that there's no real regulation here. There's no, you know, everything is not the same. So it's going to be similar, but, you know, favorite, favorite, favorite strain in the world is golden goat. And so I will, when I hear it said, it's been I'll run and get it, you know, anywhere. But, and it's always a slightly different. But it's still. Um, and what, what, why isn't your favorite? What's different about it? I think it's, it has a wonderful taste. It has great, just really uppy. So, like for a dinner party or something, it's just, it's a perfect strain for, you know, everybody's just kind of happy. I've never found anyone that it makes paranoid. That's my, that's my go to. Do you warn your guests when you invite them? <laughs> oh, God, of course. <laughs> awful <laughs> oh my god no and i also that's one of the hugest things that we should talk about I because mean, i i am um, label 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 right even if you live alone i label all the cannabis food in my fridge and my freezer because you know you the last thing you want is like you know the babysitter or grandma reaching like oh look at those cookies those look so good like not okay always warm people there's that would be awful so yes yeah. and label yes. It, Specifically, if the dish is tasty um, yeah, exactly. and they were helping themselves do it. Yeah. And what are you seeing, Robin? You know, you mentioned the, that we've changed the, the plant really over mm -hmm. the years. We've kind mm -hmm. of focused so much on THC. Is there, mm -hmm. Are there any other considerations when getting cannabis? You know, cannabis used to be grown in the sun, uh, then it went underground. So right. obviously right. not the case. Is there a difference in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, its composition when depending on where it's grown and how it's grown? Well, absolutely. I mean, the chemicals that are used indoors can be terrible. So you really want to, I mean, if, if you, if this matters to you, uh, you really want to ask good questions of your bud tender when you're buying it. Um, ideally, grow your own. If you have any means to, then you know exactly what's going into it and you don't even have to worry about this. If you are buying from a dispensary, you know, you want to ask them, well, you know, what chemicals were used, what chemicals are not allowed. Make sure that there's Eagle 20 is a um, really noxious chemical that has been pretty commonly used in a lot of grows. So you want to talk to people, um, you know, make sure that that wasn't uh, used. Um, you know, it's interesting. I spent a lot of the, a lot of the last couple of years in California and outdoor 
it's not shunned the way it is here in Colorado. It's really interesting to me. It's, it's becoming, it's, it's actually kind of a boutique product and, and, and people, you know, really like it. I'm a fan of outdoor. I mean, I just, you know, just environmentally, it's so much better, right? When you think about, you know, the, what we're doing with the lights and everything else, it's, we've made it stronger and we've made it, you know, we, we've, we've, we've bred it so that it can grow indoors. You know, we've, we've, we've done a lot of manipulating to it. Um, and we'll continue to, I'm sure. But I, my dream would be that, that people start to really appreciate sun grown. Um, and we start to go back to it being, you know, the crop it always was. And is it, is it uh, more expensive sun grown? It depends. It, it depends. It was when I was in California, it was roughly the same. Um, okay. So it's about, it's about uh, asking it, like I mean, uh, educating yeah. yourself and asking good questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, you know, and, and the butt tender should know, you know, the other thing is, is, is um, when you're concentrates, when you're buying concentrates, were they extracted using solvents? This is a question you want to ask if it matters to you, because they can be extracted with CO2. You know, there are other ways that they can, that, you know, not using the harsh solvents. So um, these are all, yeah, you know, questions. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the great thing is that you can go in and talk to your butt tender and ask these questions and know that you are getting quality product yeah which is the beauty of legalizing the, the yeah. plant yeah. obviously we you know not not still the case in many countries we're in europe you know still not quite there but yeah. hopefully it is hopefully. getting there and, and robin uh, what are your favorite recipes from your cookbook there's one i actually i'm not growing right now because i just got off the road but um there's a pesto in there that is made with um, fan leaves, the cannabis fan leaves that I absolutely, it's my favorite right around now at harvest time. I used to make it every year. Uh, we used to make a ton of it and um, freeze it for later. I am a big fan, again, for this time of year and for any sort of festive occasions. If you are if you are a meat eater, the, the stuffed pork, Chef Scott Duras, stuffed pork in there is to die for. It is so good. I'm also a fan of, um, I'm a fan of the, just the chai. Um, I love that in the morning. I just, you know, that's kind of my go-to morning drink. It was a really, really, you know, I wasn't going to put a brownie in at all because it was, you know, so cliche, but uh, Chef Andy um, came up with a brownie that has like a really rich cranberry sauce on it. And um, it's just, it's so decadent. It's really, really good. Yeah. I like them all. I mean, I, I actually have, you know, I ate every recipe, tested every one of the recipes in that cookbook. There were, the bad ones didn't make it in. So everything in there is is pretty good. There were some bad ones. <laughs> oh, really? Say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you actually have cannabis every day? It depends. It depends. Not every day. On, you know, a lot of evenings, yes, I will. Um, and it just, yeah, I guess it just depends on circumstances, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, that's been really fascinating to learn about how one cooks with cannabis and what it does to you. I think this really opens up this topic of let's be more open-minded about what cannabis is. It is a plant like, like others, which, you know, as you said, it's food, right? Absolutely. And I think we just didn't, you know, it just, we forgot. I think that's the thing. You know, it's just like when prohibition came in 1937 and, you know, then it went underground and we just forgot that this was something we could do with it. And so we get this whole process of rediscovery, which is super cool. Absolutely. Where can we buy your book? It's on Amazon. If you want to 
go to the evil empire. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's also at Barnes and Noble. If you'd rather go there, that's another one, but at least it's not Amazon. Those are probably the best places. Um, it's, it should be in, you know, might be in your local bookstore. It just depends on if you're a legal state or not, but it is in all the um, Barnes and Nobles now, I do believe. It's, I mean, it's, it's so fun and it's just, it's so worth the, the journey. It's just, um, yeah, it's endless entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So Robin, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing you. and being so open about your experiences with it. And everyone do give it a go and, and let us know what the experience was. That, yes. that would be interesting to hear. I would love to hear. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. If you find this content interesting, please share it with someone who might also benefit. And do follow us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. The content of this podcast is purely for educational purposes. The Conscious Shift does not recommend the use of any particular modality discussed in these conversations.